0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Whatever.
2: The Casey Sports Network live postgame show is about to begin. KC Sports Network is the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City. Millions of views, millions of podcast downloads, and the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. KCSN is where you want to be for news, commentary, and analysis with a collective perspective on the Kansas City Chiefs that can't be found anywhere else. With more than 15 hosts, analysts, in former players you've watched play, putting out nearly 20 shows per week. KCSN is a network for today's fan. Now, it's time for the KCSN Live Postgame Show. Here's BJ Kissel.
1: For the fifth straight season, the Kansas City Chiefs have advanced to the AFC Championship with a 27-20 Let's victory go. over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plenty to discuss there. What's up, everybody? I'm Kent Swanson. This is Craig Stouts here at Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri, hanging out. We are celebrating BJ Kissel's 40th birthday. You can hear him in the background right now. Uh, he will be off camera today. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Plenty to discuss here today, Craig. But the most important thing is the Kansas City Chiefs have advanced to the AFC Championship again, fifth straight time. There's a chance they are hosting the AFC Championship in Arrowhead for a fifth straight time, but they will be wearing red next week wherever that game is decided. Fifth straight
3: home team appearance in the AFC Championship game. A A good performance. There, yeah. there's a lot of adversity today there's a lot of things that were put on the backs of frankly I, I'm gonna give this one to Brett Veach like oh, yeah. I'm gonna start with this Let's there's a lot of rookies that had to play a lot of very significant snaps mm-hmm. today and all of them performed yeah every single one of them performed and it showed up in a big moment at some way somehow capped off by Jalen Watson a ridiculous one-handed interception to sort of ice the game there so I Great performance all around. Obviously, we hope Patrick Mahomes is healthy.
1: Yeah, there's tons to discuss, and and we'll start with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think, obviously, I think that's the most important thing and the most discussion point, because the the truth of the matter is, yes, there's a lot of good things that happen in this game, specifically on the defensive side of the football. You saw three rookie cornerbacks in the most important possession of the entire season on the field at the same time and one of them goes four, out
3: four rookie DBs four Ryan rookie DBs. On the field. and yeah. the
1: last one mm-hmm. that was drafted made the biggest play yeah. uh, of the season to date but we got to start with Patrick Mahomes look Patrick Mahomes suffers a high ankle sprain the x-rays are negative which is very important uh when they do they do an assessment of his ankle but he does have an a uh, high ankle sprain tried to play through it in the second half it wasn't particularly the cleanest thing that we've seen uh but Patrick Mahomes guts it out Gets the th- gets things done, drives down the field, makes a big touchdown score to close the game out yeah. essentially. Um, I just man, I, I can't speak to how great of a performance we saw out of Patrick Mahomes gutting this thing out to help this team football or to help this football team win the game.
3: Gutsy is the word, right? Yeah, I mean, gutsy is the word here. There's BJ Kissel, 40 ah, year old BJ Kissel. He's hyped. He's got he's got Frank takes that, that he's going <laughs> to get out this week. You guys, he should be prepared, and he should. And frank was awesome today. Understandable, no. <laughs> <laughs> gutsy performance by Mahomes on one leg essentially, yeah. and I mean, uh, great job turning around, making plays, big long drives there at the end of the game. Um, a, a really efficient performance, despite being limited from doing some of the things that he he typically does well and frankly some of the things that he should have been doing can't like i i'm sitting there next to you all game long and every time that man went under center yeah. i i think both of us are just losing what are our minds like what what are we doing here you're asking him to make stretch plays you're asking they got to do something about that going forward here obviously he's going to play next week i good luck keeping him off the field but they got to figure something else there's, out with
1: that. There's plenty that they're going to have to figure out here. And I think that's you know, like I think that's the step moving forward. Patrick Mahomes is actually talking right now on air, and you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of um, intel and insights we're going to get from him in his post game presser. Because um, mm-hmm. like, there's going to be a lot to to d- dissect there. But I think one of the things when you look at you know, like yes, there's some limitations to what they're going to be able to do schematically. I think because. I don't think that ankle is getting better to a point where, you know, he's going to be able to operate under center the same oh, way no. that we we're anticipating. But I think a lot of their game planning might've been from under center, especially from the short yarders perspective. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch, but look, you look at his stats, 22 of 30, 195 yards, two touchdowns, 112.5 passer rating, two touchdowns and zero interception, 6.5 yards per attempt. And just I, the, fun, <laughs> the thing that kills me about it is, if you look at if you look at the receiving stats there are two receivers that had more than two yard or two receptions today yeah. it's Travis Kelsey with 14 Kadarius Tony with 5 nobody else had more than two receptions the entire game in fact there's only three receivers that had more than one reception Juju Smith-Schuster two catches for 29 yards but I think the thing is hey look this team's this team their backs were against the wall with a quarterback operating on one leg Mm -hmm. and their stars made plays. Patrick Patrick Mahomes found his key target. Travis Kelsey wasn't the most, you know, efficient from a yards per attempt perspective. 14 catches though, 98 yards and two touchdowns from Travis
3: Kelsey. He needed his safety blanket in a big way in a big game. 17 targets. (laughs) Gee, you think that the Jags were the 32nd ranked defense against tight ends? Uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes came out with a clear plan to get Travis Kelsey the ball, and it worked. Um, Not the cleanest game on offense, but that is to be expected when (laughs) you are shuffling through backup quarterbacks having to shuffle through a quarterback that is limited in what you can do in the game plan but honestly I I was fairly impressed with what they did in the second half I I felt like they moved the ball pretty well in the second half Isaiah Pacheco looked really good Kadarius Tony looked excellent like he really did look really good in a limited number of targets and um, it was good to see NBS make a big catch Juju make a big catch I think those guys will be more integrated in the game plan going forward even if patrick mahomes is limited but clear focus to get travis kelsey involved today and it worked i mean Get, get it in the hands of your playmakers. Hit the like
1: button, please. Hit the subscribe button, please. And leave some comments. Let's celebrate. Let's do it. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the AFC Championship yet again, fifth straight time. You still know nothing different than an AFC Championship under Patrick LeVon Mahomes. That is all you know as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. It doesn't matter. You can break his leg and the, it doesn't matter. This man is still going to step up and ride to the occasion and make big plays when things matter. Celebrate that. Leave some comments. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button as we welcome in the third member of the KC Laboratory. Our dear friend cannot be be with us because he's in Carolina right now. Matthew Lane jumping on right now. Hey, buddy. Hey, yo. So I just want to say, please don't break Patrick Mahomes' leg.
4: I would really prefer that not to happen. (laughs) Um... You know, like, this, this was fun. It was great to see him out there on, you know, one leg, willing this team to victory. But I'd really, really like it if his leg was not broken.
1: I get it, buddy. I, I <laughs> Believe me, I get it. You know, we, we got a little bit of time here at halftime to kind of recap and kind of talk through our emotions and our feelings about this game. Would love to hear from you. You know, because, you know, we've been hanging out here at Holiday Distillery, Distillery in Western Missouri. Um, we haven't been with you. What are your emotions? What are your feelings for, throughout this entire game, buddy?
4: Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot there, right? Uh, everything changed. (laughs) Everything changes when like Mahomes gets hurt because before that it was pretty clear the Jaguars, uh, defense wasn't stopping the chiefs. Like that was, they just weren't going to stop them when Mahomes was out there. The script wasn't working. Things weren't happening on time. It didn't always look pretty from a structure standpoint, but it still looked easy because Mahomes was just in his bag. He was doing whatever he wanted. You saw that when the Jaguars were still playing that style of defense, how they had to to defend the Chiefs offense, the run game was working great. That first drive with Henny when he came in, the run game was killing it because the Jaguars still had to respect everything else they planned for all week. It kind of, you know, Mahomes gets hurt, and now all of a sudden you have to process what's happening. Where's this going to go from here? I didn't ever really lose doubt. It looked like Mahomes was coming back in, and I felt good that he was going to come out and still be good enough no matter what to win this game. But, boy, you know, you had to be on the edge of your seat there for a little bit just not knowing what was going to happen.
3: Yeah. I mean, you, you sit there and you watch Patrick Mahomes. Go down with all that. We this is now the second divisional game that we've seen Patrick Mahomes go down. First. Chad Henne loves Haney, the divisional round. He really does love the divisional round <laughs> oh, here. Man. But I mean, I, it's the second time that we've seen that. I, what did you think about uh Andy's adaptation to that run game? I know you said that it, it really worked, but it seemed like they were playing a lot more downhill runs. It, it was more. It was more run heavy. It wasn't RPO heavy like we see with Patrick Mahomes time and time again. So we've been asking for that at times this year obviously not something that you know we want to base the offense out of but something that it was good to see and good to see executed well
4: Yeah, I just want a hot take, but that's okay. We'll answer real questions, too. Um, (laughs) uh, I think the Chiefs, with with Chad Henney, they did try to start running downhill a little bit more in that first drive, and it was working. I think you saw the Chiefs out of halftime, though. They couldn't keep doing that same thing. The Jaguars actually adapted really, really well, and they kind of, I don't want to say shut down, but they made the Chiefs' run game very, very difficult uh, in the second half, and it's because it was that same thing. They knew Mahomes couldn't really get deep in that RPO game or if it was Chad Henney who's scared of the Chad hinney RPO game, right? So they started playing entirely differently in that second half and it slowed down the Chiefs' run game. We saw the one time Mahomes tried to throw that ball out quick to the side mm. without yeah. moving his feet. He couldn't torque with his, hit his back yeah. leg. And so that takes away your RPO game. So I think the Chiefs really struggled to get things back into rhythm once the Jags adjusted. But then what happened? And it helped the run game too. But what happened was, oh, wait, a high ankle sprain. The more you play, guess what? It warms up a little bit, and then the best damn player on the field started yep. playing like the best damn player on the yep. field again, even on one leg. And that's all that matters. You can sell out to stop the run all you want. Mahomes is still better than whatever quarterback you have who lost on a Saturday First on time. one leg.
1: First, First time on a Saturday. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes on one leg was better than the generational quarterback prospect mm. Trout, on Trevor day. Lawrence. Yeah, I mean on his it, day. It, in every single facet of, of the game. 6.5 yards per yeah. attempt for Patrick Mahomes. He obviously had to de- dink and dunk. Trevor Lawrence was held under 6 yards per attempt. 5.6 yards per attempt. And he had the turnover. Uh, yeah, you come at the king, you best not miss. It doesn't matter if he's got one leg or two legs. Uh, he was playing at a very high level. One interesting fact, you know, you look at Isaiah Pacheco in the run game. Ooh. Yes, I agree with you, Craig, or uh, Maddie, There there were definitely some deficiencies in the second half. Specifically, I mean, if they're playing under, under center, it was 100% a lock that oh, he was going to be handing the ball off. Like there was just no doubt about it whatsoever. There Do was no play a- stretch
4: play. There was no, yeah. yeah,
1: there's no play action. There's, there's no boots that are coming out of that. Your play, your call sheets restricted when you're, uh, when you're under center. And they're just like, I, I, that's kind of why I wonder, I think under center was probably a bigger factor in their game plan this week than they were into, than they were probably anticipating if I'm being honest. So, um, but you look at, let's look at Isaiah Pacheco. He has a 39 yard run, but you take that 39 yard run he still got
3: 64 yards on 11 carries for the day. That's pretty efficient. I mean, that's pretty efficient, especially for a loaded box for a lot yeah. of the second half yeah. there. I, he was really good today. He was really good uh, throughout the season. Maybe we criticize his vision a little bit. That cutback on that big run. Yeah, that's outstanding. Like that is an outstanding job of feeling where his blockers are, seeing where the hole is opening up, hitting it and using that explosion. Did a really, really good job. I really wanted them to get him the ball there on that last drive, get himself up over the 100 yard mark. But I get why you get Jet McKinnon in there, protect the ball, make sure that everything stays clean throughout the process. But Isaiah Pacheco was really good today.
4: Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely was. And I think. What he brings is a guy that, when this happens with Mahomes, like when something like this happens with Mahomes, or let's just even say the passing game isn't working, you do have a guy that you can lean on a little bit. And while it's not always going to look pretty, like the 39, like the like the Hindi drive, it's not always going to look like that. But you get a guy that can go out there and you can kind of lean on a little bit in tough spots. And I think he showed that yet again. So like huge... Huge shout outs for Pacheco because I I don't think this game looks the same without him, without being able to sit back and rely on him and that physicality and that big playability. Even if this was just, I'm not, you know, any other running back for the Chiefs, just picking up four or five yards at a time. I don't think the Jags care too much, but the fact that Pacheco can make it a 40 yarder out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. like that had a huge impact on this game there in the middle of it.
1: It was good to see that burst, that athleticism, that long speed that he does possess, kind of get some opportunity in open space. Like that was a that's a unique skill set. Like there's some definitely some holes in his game. That's why he got wound. Well, he wound up in the seventh round. But at the same time, you know, I think he's got it doesn't look, like a, it doesn't right look like a seventh rounder right now. Doesn't look like a seventh rounder right now. He's continuing to get better. He's continued to improve. Uh, Tucker Franklin uh, is uh, continuing to improve uh, as he gets here at KC Sports Network, and he is well prepared to tell us about DraftKings right now.
5: Listen, there's still two more games this weekend. Woo! Well, really, three. There's at the, three. Time, at the time we're recording this podcast, there's three. Yeah, but by the time you're probably listening to this, there's probably two more games. And the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57 and for uh, Super Bowl 57 and the NFL playoffs. You already know that I am... I I'm with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly, plus all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Listen, I think DraftKings Sportsbook loves me making these same game parlays with the booster uh, because I like to add all the legs and I like to get all the boosts and they enjoy me making them. Uh, now, here's what you got to do. you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a wonderful app. User experience is phenomenal. And use code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL division round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details.
2: entertain, educate, inform, KC Sports Network.
1: Back to you, Kent. You have done the disclaimers a few times, my friend, Tucker oh, D.
3: Franklin. I am a, I'm a big friend of DraftKings today. By the way, oh, Travis Kelsey, yes. two plus TDs and <laughs> yes. over 85, 84 and a half. Ooh. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks,
1: <laughs> to, thanks, everybody that's watching right now. Please hit that like button and please hit that subscribe button. We're hanging out here at Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri, having a great time, getting Mm -hmm. to hang out with Craig Stout. I'm going to get to hang out a lot with both of these two. We're going to be at the East-West Shrine Bowl uh, starting this week, getting getting our eyes on a lot of different prospects. uh, And we will be uh, live next week. I don't know if we're allowed to announce the the location of where we're going to be at live next week. Oh, it's going to be so fun. But we are going to be (laughs) uh, at a very fun location. Uh, In Vegas, baby. I think you can. We're going to be at the Win. <laughs> uh, at the blue wire studios yep. live Ooh. watch party for the AFC championship between the Kansas city chiefs and a to be decided team at a to be decided field. Ooh. Let's Ooh. Me the Bengals. Let's Give me the go Bengals, baby. Uh, let's get studios. the fraud
4: goals out of here.
1: We will <laughs> don't be, uh, don't, don't get me going. We'll all be reunited. It's going to yeah. feel so good. And we're going to be hanging out in Las Vegas, uh, at the win at the blue wire studios, watching the chiefs game live. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that. So don't miss that and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave some comments as we celebrate, run your mouth a little bit. The Kansas city chiefs win 27-20 over uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and Oh, by the way, if you want you, we do have an exclusive interview from Isaiah Pacheco that we got last year from the East West Shrine bowl before he was even a Kansas city chief. We were the first people in Kansas city to talk to Isaiah Pacheco uh, so you can check that video out. It's a really cool video and it still applies, you know, today, even, you know, even yeah. though it's been a, a full season. So, uh, there's some stuff there that you can check. Great out. interview. It is great a great interview. interview. Uh, yeah. The, the interviewer was just phenomenal. Just elite. Really yeah. was still, handsome. I bet he can squat a lot, probably, probably more than anybody that out. that's sitting down that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, so can we talk defense. Yeah, know? it's time to talk oh. defense. Oh, we because, have to. We have yeah, to. We absolutely <laughs> have to talk defense. I think, like, first off, before we get any, into some of these player-specific things, I think Steve Spagnolo had a great game plan. Great I game. think he called an outstanding game, mm-hmm. and I think you got to give a, I, a lot of people were talking about Steve Spagnolo this entire season. I think you have to get him, give him a ton of credit for what he put out there today, and in the, in the, and I think the game plan was outstanding, and you saw some. You know, some really high leverage moments. Trevor Lawrence was not about that life because Steve Spagnolo had a guy in his lap, Craig.
3: Absolutely. I, I think everybody's going to point to the George Karloff just drop, you know, the the touchdown that who cares? he allowed there. They, who Get cares? over it. That, uh, that is something that the middle linebacker <laughs> can check out of. He, he really does have to check out of. It, it was a good game overall by Steve Spagnolo, good play calls. Great job blowing stuff up. They really set well on the screen game. They did a good job of topping the defense outside of one Christian Kirk drop over the top. They really did a good job of keeping Trevor Lawrence completely uncomfortable all game long. And we talked about going into this game. Who's going to be who's going to have the upper hand? Doug Peterson, an absolute schemer coming out on offense, or is it going to be Steve Spagnuolo, another good playoff schemer? It was Spagnuolo today. Unquestionably, it was Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Just couldn't get, get anything going all game long. And so I hats off to Steve Spagnuolo today. He did a phenomenal job.
4: Man, I think Doug Peterson I thought did great too, though. I, I'm not yeah, he did. I'm not gonna hold that. I thought Peterson was absolutely great. I thought his game plan of all stretching the Chiefs horizontally nonstop with all the bubbles and the screens, the touchdown, getting Kirk lined up in the backfield when they had a running back on the field and the Chiefs not like getting out of it, like I thought Doug Peterson called a great game when they were calling up his designer stuff, it was working, but here was the issue. Steve Spagnuolo put Trevor Lawrence through hell for the second (laughs) time this season, just (laughs) lit absolute hell. Trevor Lawrence had no idea where the blitzes were coming from when they were coming, they were getting on top of him before he had any idea. And the one big weakness that Lawrence has right now is he's so bad under pressure. As soon as there's a free rusher coming, you can almost see his mind goes immediately into fight or flight. But it's not it's not football productive the way he goes about it. Yes, down the stretch he made the spin out and scramble for a first down, which is a great play by him. And on that final drive there, um, he on the field goal drive, I think he made another pass uh, to the outside versus a pressure. But that was it. That was all he did under pressure all game. And so I just think Steve Spagnola had him doubting every single thing he was doing. When he wasn't hitting his drop and throwing the ball out immediately, he had no idea what was coming. And then the Chiefs bring in the sim pressures and start dropping guys over the middle of the field to where he's dirting balls five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It's just he had no answers. When he had to come up with the answer, not Doug, but when Lawrence had to come up with an answer, he had nothing. And I mean, Steve Spagnola was getting a free runner non-stop and constant th- yeah this switch of having um, Justin Reed be the primary mm-hmm. secondary blitzer instead of Lajarius Sneed, like what it was in the first matchup, was huge. This is something the Chiefs have been doing down the stretch, but they were absolutely getting Reed free up the up the C ga- or the B gap routinely in this game and the Jags had no answer yeah. for it and then that reduces your ability to hit the hot over the middle of the field. It was it was masterclass and to see people get mad at Spags because <laughs> George Karloftis had to cover a running back. A guy lined up at running back for one play i mean come on there's a lot more game to happen there spags was fantastic
1: i'm a little spicy get over it (laughs) like get over it like honestly this team put 20 points on like this team gave up 20 points on the board Uh uh-huh they i think spags caught an outstanding game and like these are NFL players. This is a good. These are good coaches. This is a Super Bowl winning coach that they're lining up against. And he's
3: got a, it was one <laughs> drive, essentially one yes. drive that was a long drive. Right. It was a short field two short drive, fields. two short fields. Led to led to well, points. That's sled a different point. problem. That's a different problem. Get but, over know, it. Yeah, just just get over absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh I I want to really kind of hat tip especially all of the rookie DBs, yes um every single one of them made a play today it's almost um, like
1: they deserve a toast and we needed to go to that later uh, but that's okay, okay. We'll, well no, we'll no get go, to for, it. go no, for, for it go for it you, you got
3: a minute we, we got a good. minute here we got We're a minute good. jalen watson was phenomenal today jalen watson that dude's Woo. not a seventh round pick i mean he Woo. is but that dude's not a seventh round pick no. in the same way that isaiah pacheco is in the seventh round pick he played phenomenal today he blew up several screens he was a glue in coverage he was absolutely on the back hip of every single receiver that he was on he did a phenomenal job and then to come up with a one handed interception on the sidelines that's (laughs) what we've been asking for you know we we, we've talked for years about steve spagnola's propensity to funnel passes to the sidelines and to try and force low percentage throws and hoped that they could get some dbs that had some ball skills that could kind of create havoc and make life hard on receivers Jalen watson absolutely did that today and made, in my opinion, the absolute play of the day with that interception.
4: Even beyond, even beyond the interception, right? Like you remove the blown coverage down the field, right? He was phenomenal all game, but the interception, the tackle, what was it on second down uh, Uh to stop? I believe it was Christian Kirk where he peeled up and over that made the tackle short of the sticks. Like he's played great. A lot of what the Jaguars were able to do against the chargers was force the chargers defensive backs to make plays specifically not Derwin James. Everybody else go make a tackle. They kind of did the same thing to the Chiefs. And, yeah, they were getting plays on the screens and those quick throws out to the sideline. But guess who wasn't missing tackles out there? Mm-hmm. Sneed, McDuffie, Jalen Watson. These guys were making the plays they had to. And then that interception. I mean, the ball was a terrible throw. It was just a bad throw. But Watson's really's was perfect. Sick Williams catch pressure. though oh. <laughs> weird. It's Steve Spagnolo affecting the play again. Oh. <laughs> uh Shawild. And so Watson played it great though. He turned back, he knew he had help over the top, so he didn't have to worry about being overthrown. He was able to look back early and play the ball. He played it great, goes up and gets it. I mean, just absolutely outstanding play. And even beyond the interception, he was ab- i mean, he w- he was great. So like mm-hmm. I thought that the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs did an excellent job with their coverage stuff downfield. You know, the middle of the field stuff was a little bit different, but like downfield, I thought they did a great job. And those rookie DBs, Juan Thornhill, give him some credit too. Yes. They had made a couple really nice yeah, plays on some really vertical passes nice. down the field. Like he was showing his range again. So this is good game by the uh, by the back end players. I think. I
1: know some some people are going to be disappointed that he didn't finish those plays Juan Thornhill specifically, but like the one of the end zone. Yes, I mean, yeah. but at the same time, like look. <laughs> I think you take any stop, any 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 play whatsoever, whether or not it's an interception. Obviously, you want to finish those plays, but it, w- in crunch time, like just getting there to make a play on that football was massive.
3: And he was well positioned. The play throw. that he made on that Christian Kirk throw in the middle of the field, yeah, uh, perfect timing. Uh, you you can't play a ball better than that. You absolutely can't. Thankfully, Chris got there too because that ball yeah. couldn't be
4: driven. Like that helped. That helped. Um, it, it, I just want to say on the end zone play. This was something you, Craig, and I. You and I talked about how Thornhill was late on some of these cover two rotations, and that's exactly what they was. Uh, McDuffie did a good job carrying as long as he could before peeling off to the flat. But earlier this year, there were plenty of times where Juan was late on mm-hmm. getting to that rotation. He wasn't in this game, and he put himself in the perfect position to what should have been an interception. But that's fine. Marvin Jones, great contested catch receiver. Just make sure you knock it down. It's like that was that was a
3: great play by him because this is something he struggled with for much of the year. Okay, before we pivot off of defense, sure. move on to the next stuff. We got to give a lot of praise to this defensive line. Absolutely. Oh, Woo! my God. Chris First Jones. Second. Chris Jones, I am so sad that he didn't get a sack today because he was fantastic. He really was great all game long. People are going to look at his box score and say, Ah, oh, you know, it didn't affect the game very much. I can't wait to hear that you know, next offseason or something like that. Oh, you know, Chris Jones in the playoffs. He was fantastic today. He really was fantastic. Today. Oh, my goodness. I Frank Clark was phenomenal today as well. Took over a couple of drives. Can, we just, can we just give Chris Jones an honorary sack and just shut everybody please, up? Please, please. Yeah, let's do that. Mike Dana did a good job as well on the interior. And then Colin Saunders flashed oh, a few times. God. I mean, listen, I don't know how Colin Saunders manipulate. This is part of bags and manipulate, and pr- you know, the, the protection scheme and everything like that. Colin Saunders gets more unblocked pressures than anybody else, and he maximizes them. <laughs> Holy cow. He hit, he hit Trevor it's so he hard on the li- no
1: It's because he played linebacker one game last year, and now they treat him as a Mike. Listen, <laughs> That's I, hey, I'm what fine it with it. You want to keep treating him, him as a Mike? Mike? We'll let him, yeah, put, put him, put him, him back in Mike. At Mike? <laughs> yeah, I know. It, but I mean, uh, the yeah, de- there's, the, there's that too. The defensive line was so good today. <laughs> they really were. Uh, they were a big, I mean, yeah, like I think the, the disruption that you had up front, like Trevor Lawrence, I think we talked about this a little bit. There's a difference between Trevor Lawrence against pressure and Trevor Lawrence in clean pocket. Yes. Like I think Tre- Maddie called him a top three quarterback when he plays uh, seven on seven, and he's absolutely right. And like some of the throws that Trevor Lawrence put on tape today are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I hope people appreciate some of the stuff that he was putting on tape because he was throwing absolute dots. I know it was the like short, interme- short to intermediate, but two things I think the Chiefs did a really good job of. I think they. Like you said, to your point, to your credit, they created some pressure. Uh, they, they got some quick pressure. They blitzed pretty well. I think they did a pretty good job taking away some of the short to intermediate stuff as well, though, too. He was really uncomfortable in the places. Like, if you look at last week's game where the comeback occurred, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence wasn't just dropping a bunch of, you know, uh, throws 10 yards plus. Like, he hit a couple. Yeah. But really
3: what it was is he's he was dinking his dunking his way down the field. And, the, and the, the pressure that Frank dropped out and took away his hot read there late in yeah, the game. That, w- and, that was phenomenal. A uh, great job. Uh, yeah, they did a great job with
1: that. Yeah. The third down defense, like uh, all third downs aren't created equally, but like some of the third and shorts I think the cheese defense on third and short was really impressive too. Yeah. Like there was some, I'm, I'm curious to see once, once you kind of get into some of the charting a little bit here, but there were some high level moments on third and short that, you know, was I was pretty impressed with it. It seemed like those situational, that situational football where you kind of look at it like, okay, we saw this team dink and dunk down the field last, last week. Um, you're probably anticipating them some third and shorts because mm-hmm. you're looking at this team dinking and dunking down the field still a little bit. That's the bread and butter that won them that game last week. Okay, well, what does this team do? They're better on third and short than, than the Jaguars were this week, Matty.
4: Well, and that's kind of what even got the Chiefs in a little bit of trouble was how many times the Jaguars picked up five, six, seven yards on second down. Like they were giving themselves a lot of third and manageable. Anytime they got into third and long in the first three and a half quarters, it it was doom. I mean, it was over for them. We've already talked about defensive lines playing good. Steve Spagnuolo's in his bag. So they kind of had to get those big plays on second down. And To their credit, they did, but the Chiefs did a really good job dropping different players into the middle of the field on third down tackling on third down. Like they, they played very good situational football in those moments. And then anytime it wasn't third and short or, you know, anything like that, the pressure was coming from everywhere. We gave some credit to the defensive line. I'm going to throw out Joe Cole out there. Like, I, yeah. I think there's a huge difference in how this defensive line has played last year to this year, just in terms of complementary rushing, having guys not rushing into the same spot, in the pocket. So when Frank Clark's rushing 10 yards deep, that's fine. Like that's not a perfect spot to be, but if nobody else is rushing 10 yards deep, that's fine. Cause he's there to swallow up a, a quarterback that has to drift too far. Something like that. Like they do such a good job working with each other on the defensive line now, and then you're adding pressure. It's just, it was a complete defensive performance. And I think some people are going to see the 20 points and maybe scoff at it a little bit, especially cause there was a unforced fumble in there and things like that. But then you remove some of these long returns that set the Jaguars up with short fields and stuff. And like this defense, defense played absolutely outstanding versus a team that what they score in the second half, like 27 points or something last week. Yes. And they, they didn't even get to that in this game. Not even in this game. They didn't get to that same number.
2: You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this.
0: You ready? Showtime.
2: Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network.
0: I just,
1: I think that's what's like. Give this team credit. Give the Chiefs credit because they didn't charge it. And like, look, the chief, the, the Chargers' defense has more talent than the than the Chiefs' defense. I mean, they've got they've got a ton of talent on that side of the football, and they've got talent all over the field there. And the Chiefs, you know, they're the ones that responded. They're the ones that you know kind of kept this deep this offense at bay. They didn't let you know. Uh, Things snowball on them in any way, shape, or form. They had quick pressure in the middle. Like Chris Jones is a big factor in that. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously. Yeah. Uh. But like, I just like credit to them for not like letting things snowball in any way. They kept fighting. They kept gutting it out. Um. They're they're living to the fight another day. And you know, like, yeah. There's some. I think there's some good situational football from this football team from the Chiefs, and that's pretty impressive considering the amount of rookies that this team is put on putting all, on the field. All
3: like, you hope for, yeah. When you are when you are relying on this defense is they can come up with a couple of stops yep. when you need them to, because it's very clearly built around Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the offense, as it should be. I'm not arguing that, but in situations like this, Mahomes goes down, Mahomes is on one leg, and you say, hey, defense, pick us up a little bit, and they do, in a big way. Like, uh, Listen, they won the turnover battle, two to nothing. Yeah, you, you can say all you want about that unforced you know, turnover and all of that. Jalen Watson coming up with that pick. They were phenomenal. They did such a great job on the defensive side of the ball today. Great game plan by Spags. Can we please bury the whole Spags is awful. Spags sucks. I mean, come on, man. We are this is his fourth straight AFC championship game. And outside of one Bills game without Tyron Matthew, he has called. Damn perfect games. So he's really been great in all those games. I,
1: they took away a lot of what Trevor Lawrence has had a lot of success with and what kind of kept the Jaguars in that game against the Chargers last week. And I think that's just a ton of credit to them. Matty, you, still, you look like you want to jump in, so give cool. you a second there.
4: If there was ever a team that was allowed to Charger a game, <laughs> it would have been the Chiefs after you know <laughs> the MVP of the league goes down onto one leg, and then you have to put him back in if he says he's good to go, because even you have to. If there was ever a team that's allowed to charger a game in that situation, it's the Chiefs, right? Well, what does the team do overall? Okay, Mahomes goes out. They pick up a few more yards. They get a field goal. They force a punt after the Jaguars get... Pick up some yards, 36 yards on that drive, and they force a punt. Chad Haney goes down, scores a touchdown. Jaguars get a field goal before half. They come out. Chiefs punt with Mahomes. Force another punt by the Jaguars. Punt again with Mahomes. What does that defense do? Force another punt from the Jags. Like, they just... Everybody was stepping up in these different little increments throughout the entire game. I thought it was sticking to the defense. You guys mentioned it, but Frank Clark, I. Playoff Frank Clark is just such a different beast than regular season Frank Clark. When he knows there's an end to his season, it's like a, <laughs> a switch flips. He knows he only has to play X more minutes, X more games that his body has to get beat up, and he lays it all out there. And you can miss me with that bogus ass offside skull. just no, because that he moves when awesome. the tackle did. That was a bad call. Yeah, that was a great time. Just because timing. he moves when the offensive tackle does, but it, the ball still hasn't moved, doesn't mean it's on him. How about you call a, how about you throw a flag on the tackle? So just Frank played great. And I think the Chiefs need that. I think mean, Karloftis had some good rushes, but they need Frank. They need yeah. Frank Clark at defensive end playing like that to win a Super Bowl. And I think it showed in this game why they do.
1: That that, that version of Frank Clark that, uh is a special is a special player. And
3: the kip up the kip-up that he had after making that play. Just yes. like, what? what is he,
1: this? He's, yeah. he's tied Reggie White for fourth all-time in, in playoff sacks. He's half a sack away from Terrell Suggs. Woo. Tucker Franklin has something for us, though. Press
5: conferences just started. Cool-down period getting done for the uh, Chiefs. Losing team usually does go first, so these press conferences do take a little bit longer, uh, but James Palmer, a friend of the program, is, you know, at Kansas City. He's at Arrowhead. Said, not sure of the extent of the injury, but Patrick Wilhelms has nothing on his right foot. No rap. Or boot or anything, he's in the same sneakers he came into the stadium with. Also, not much of a limp, to be honest. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I, we're gonna find out that Patrick Mahomes' uh, his ankles made of some element that doesn't exist on the periodic table that they found. Call up like, Bobby. Mahomes alone, like it's just that's it's, why.
3: That's why Bobby said I, I am zero zero, zero worry.
1: Yeah, like I think zero. maybe. Yeah, we're we're gonna find out his ankles made of like uh, like Stretch Armstrong or something. Uh, another thing from James Palmer, QB coach Matt Nagy was walking off the field and turned and looked at me and just said, "Warrior." Uh, there's oh, a, there's man. a little interesting nugget there. Okay. I found some other stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Uh, in, in I think the funny thing is injuries. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's described as a tweaked ankle, uh, according to <laughs> that is a
4: high ankle sprain. Mc, I can McKenzie
1: tell you that now. he uh, Andy Reid says, Patrick Mahomes tweaked tweaked his ankle. <laughs> adds that he had x-rays that is from Mackenzie nelson uh from uh nbc 41
5: did you see legerius's injury officially no a nose
1: oh he's got a nose
5: he has a nose yeah oh, not I a shoulder a somehow honestly
3: uh, that that is a that is a positive development i i think yeah. based on what he was doing i thought that was a shoulder yeah. I, uh yeah. sorry
1: guys i have two other very very important updates he better uh, be important from Lil John. thanks for having me today, Chiefs. <laughs> also, uh, from Henry Winkler, we ain't done yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just wanted to make sure that we got those. Thanks, everybody that's watching. It's hanging out. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. I believe it's toast game time. We are here at Holiday oh, well, Distillery. We're not getting
4: a toast game before we talk about Derek Nottie. I mean, come on. Derek Noddy had a sack in which you, he was moving. You
1: could have toasted him. I, I no, don't know. I have a
4: different toast person though. Okay. So I gotta get the shout out before we go to toast game. We've skipped Derek Now We talked about the defensive <laughs> line. We didn't talk about Derek Naughty running at like 90 miles an hour out of nowhere and just absolutely decleating Trevor Lawrence. Like that's you gotta give a little shout out to Noddy before the toast game.
1: That's absolutely. fine. I just, you know, I you can you can continue to derail this show. That's fine. More uh from Andy Reid on Patrick Mahomes. It was hard to get him out of the game. First of all. Uh, he wanted to fight uh, sh- said KC had him on a very short leash that's mm. something interesting there that doesn't really jive with tweaking your ankle no, if you ask me all those comments are from uh, or th- that, that update is from Jordan Foot at footnoted that is KCSN's Jordan Foot. it is time for Toast Games though uh, presented by uh, Holiday Distillery and Ben Holiday bottled in bond bourbon we have something to show you before we get into these <laughs> Here at Ben holiday or at holiday distillery celebrating with some Ben holiday bottled in bond bourbon. That was that video there. Thanks everybody. That's watching. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate everybody that has been hanging out. The chiefs have won 2720. They advanced to the fifth straight AFC championship uh, under Patrick LaVon Mahomes. You know, nothing less than an AFC championship game appearance under Patrick LaVon Mahomes. It is time for post game or toast games though. And we are going to start. Uh, I'll 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 lead us off with one. Leave some comments if you wouldn't like. Uh, if you would like, just go ahead and leave some comments with some uh, potential toast games. Uh, we might even be getting a special uh, celebrity toast game here in a second here as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're watching the video. You well, know I'm exactly in. What you, I'm yeah, in this now. Yeah, you saw that, uh, but I'm going to start. And obviously, you know, we may, someone might go with Mahomes. I don't know. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. Uh Kadarius Tony had a very big game today and it wasn't necessarily like the biggest stat sheet performance. 5 catches, 36 yards, one carry for 14 yards, but he was one of the guys that sustained offense on this team differently than anybody not named Travis Kelsey. There's only 3 guys that had more than one catch in this game. Kadarius Tony had 5 of them. And so uh my toast game goes to Kadarius Tony.
4: I mean, that uh, was the hardest 50 yards anyone's ever had in their life. I mean, yeah. like, straight up, that was the <laughs> was hardest, the most exciting 50, but also beating them up. Like, I don't think he was getting beat up as much as Jag's defenders were getting beat up. So, like, I think that's a good one. Um, well, I'm gonna take the low-hanging fruit. Patrick Levon Mahomes gets my toast for playing on one leg and still being the best player in the <laughs> entire world. That touchdown pass to MVS, working through the pocket, running when he clearly could not run. Anytime he had to move, he was hopping anytime he could. And here on this play, he's running towards the line of scrimmage because he knows he has to on this play. You're watching it. All these bodies are flying around. Here's a guy who actively, who physically can't run, is still running, attacking the line of scrimmage. And then out of the last second, he sees MVS and goes and tosses that touchdown that ultimately ends up being the game decider into the back of the end zone in the perfect spot. I I normally don't try to do these toast games to Mahomes because that would be every single week, but come on. The dude's on one leg, can't play. He's dying. He has to get helped up off the field, and he still goes out and proves why he's the best player in the league. That's
1: that's a toast game right there. I think you're you're absolutely right. Uh, I am beyond excited right now to welcome in a special celebrity guest toast game (laughs) for this particular episode. 40th uh, birthday party celebrator, BJ Kissel has jumped on to give. He a, also gets a toast. He uh, wow. BJ gets a toast as BJ well. BJ gets toast. a toast. I appreciate, I
6: appreciate all of you. i see all the comments, so I don't have to explain where mentally I'm at right now. <laughs> uh, so that's a phenomenal thing. Uh, and not knowing what you guys have talked about, I want to give a as as clear as I can give it a shout out to Steve Spagnolo. Yep defensive coordinator and the game that he called knowing that patrick mahomes got injured which is the last thing that anybody wants to see the way that he called the second game the pressure got beat at least once that we remember with the Karloftus loftus play sure. but outside of that knowing that the best player in the nfl is not going to be able to go in this game internally what they knew about what was going to happen yeah. and and what he was dealing with with mahomes the way that he called the game, the way the defense stepped up, the way that they got pressure was was the difference in this game to me. Absolutely, and I'm mean, we
1: that you're you're dead on. Like I think a lot of the things, like it's, it's weird, you know, well,
6: having no idea somebody, what you guys have talked no, about for the last twenty minutes. I
1: think there's a lot of a lot of creases, and I think the game management from from what you're you're saying too yeah. is another element that you've got to add into that well, conversation as well.
6: And we talked about during. The, the AFC wildcard game. So much was discussed with Brennan Staley and the decisions that he made with the chargers and Mike McDaniel and the decisions that he made with the, the Miami dolphins that for Andy Reid and company to make decisions and to understand how to handle the moment, even with an injury like Patrick Mahomes and be able to handle it the way they did come out. And at some point it became, it didn't, it didn't matter what the the, the final score was. It was just, just get it done. Yeah, It survived in advance. That's exactly what they did. And they, they made the right calls at the right time. They, the guys stepped up, they made plays. We saw Frank Clark step up and make plays. Don't know what, Chris Jones' final stats were, but he affected yeah. several plays when it, in key moments when it mattered. So it's exactly what you want to see from the guys.
1: So we'll go to Steve Spagnuolo on that one as well. Yeah. It is Tucker D. Franklin's turn, though.
5: Well, listen, you know. <laughs> good health, good health, good health. Good yes. Health. By, by the yes, way this game happened, you know I have to toast to good health. <laughs> I think you do. You have to toast I, to good health at this time. I uh, think that's a good – thing for Patrick off. Mahomes and health for not only Patrick, but LeJarius as well. So, good it, health. and I think she's take good. care of that nose It's a good health. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy,
6: but I'm going to shout out to holiday distillery and everybody up here yep. that's been taking care of us. Uh, obviously I had some people up here. I don't know what you guys have been talking about, but having a, a crew up here for uh, a watch party and a celebration is just a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a hidden gem for anybody who lives in the Kansas yes. area to come up here and hang out and, and see what it's like. It started snowing right when we got here. It was absolutely <laughs> it was beautiful. Gorgeous. It was just a <laughs> perfect place. We got the freaking, uh, fireplace here that they just built <laughs> a month ago uh since we've been here the last time we did a live show but absolutely beautiful thing uh appreciate everybody for for hanging out watching supporting what we got going on here at kc sports network but yeah unbelievable experience all the way around
1: sure the holiday distillery we'll just do that the one. holiday, distillery. The
6: holiday. Yeah. we appreciate everybody yeah, bones yeah tucker was actually ready this time so kind of disappointed so yeah. and it, i, I, I really it enjoyed just be- kind of surprising <laughs> him He's so used to it now. It's like, hey, let's go to Tucker, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" He just, he's just—he's just—you
1: buddy—he's on his toes now, unfortunately, and that's—that's that's actually a detriment to all of us. But we will all be hanging out at the Win Las Vegas, watching the game live from. The Blue Wire Studios there in Las Vegas, hanging out, reacting to this football game that the Chiefs will be playing next Sunday. Hopefully,
6: it goes better than last year. Shout out to Tucker and I. We have a twenty-three hour drive out to Las Vegas. Right <laughs> they Tuesday leave. Oh, I, you think I we're agree. all kidding? We are, we are leaving Tuesday morning from Kansas City and driving everything out to Las Vegas for two days. I so. expect
5: as many vlogs as last year. Like I want to be, I want to be able to keep up with every <laughs> two. Tucker,
6: that's all you, buddy. There's
5: two. That's a low bar for me to clear. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Two vlogs. No, I, Give I, Need some, yeah. You know,
6: something to watch. NFL draft content. We are doing both. We are preparing for the AFC title game, but we are doing draft <laughs> content at the same time here at KC Sports Network. That's it's- Maddie every week. Beautiful thing. Yeah, <laughs> Maddie's been doing this since about week <laughs> two of the college football season. We
1: uh, we obviously don't Last know who year. the we don't know who the Chiefs are going to be playing yet or uh, where two two teams are going to to battle true. it out. They're going to beat each other up uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to find out.
6: I've asked you. Would you rather play Buffalo? Bengals. In Atlanta or Bengals at Kansas City.
1: Bengals in Kansas City, no doubt. Yeah. I want the I, Bengals. I want all that smoke. Bring yeah. it. Let's go.
6: Derek, hey, buddy. Come hang out with us uh, in Vegas. We'll be out there Wednesday night. Everybody else will be flying in Wednesday night. We leave Tuesday, but we won't get till Vegas until Wednesday, so let us know. Yeah. We'll hang out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah. you know, personally, I'd, I'd rather face the Bengals because we haven't beat them. I'm tired of I'm done the with discussion. It. I'm tired of talking about Joe Burrow and the whole, the whole thing. I'd rather play the Bengals and take care of them.
1: All right, so uh, Patrick Mahomes, it feels better than I thought it would be. Now, that is a quote. There, um, it's going to be sore. We'll see where it's at. Um, so there is some uh, seltzer th- in your name, buddy. There is some op- there is yes. some optimism there uh, about the inc- about the ankle. Um, so we'll see. The I'm fact a-
6: that he went back out, the fact that he went back into the the locker room with wrecking company, and they they did the MRI, they did the X ray, they have that they have those facilities inside the the chiefs you know stadium at arrowhead it it's a good thing that he came back out he's getting treatment it's, it's tonight a yeah
1: getting treatment tonight yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, according to uh, patrick mahomes the i'd also rather mahomes. play
6: the fraud
4: goals because they're frauds um i think the bills will win i think the bills will put them down yeah. i think the bills will win be 90 but i, I think the, Bill, the bengals are a fraudulent team super fraudulent I would be shocked if they win. They should have lost to Tyler Huntley. He just decided to reach the ball 18, 18 yards on a QB sneak or they would have lost to Baltimore. So please, please make them go to Kansas City and win again. Just please. But I just I believe Josh Allen, the Bills take this one. So I like off to Atlanta.
6: I like how we found out that the NFL has chips in the balls from finding out that the the ball was like two yards short. Of, of getting into the end zone is like oh all of a sudden we find out now mm. that the nfl ball has a chip in it that mm. tells you if it crossed the goal line which we had never heard before at least i had never heard before in in terms of that regarding how close a ball got to the touchdown i was like what? oh it was 22 inches shy i'm like that's like a foot and a half that's not great that's It's almost not even feet. close that's, almost two, that's not, his, not close at all
4: up. he threw his hands up like oh no i did
6: it yeah, not great.
1: You were not even close, buddy. I don't know, and that they he he did that on his own. But we're not. If it here wasn't
6: to... if it wasn't for the Jonah Williams, Leo Collins injuries, I'd feel better about the Bengals' chances. I'd rather face the Bengals because I'm tired of hearing about. I'd them. rather play the Bengals. I think the Bills are a better team. Yes,
5: 100 yep. they yeah. are.
1: They 100 are a better yep. football team. The yeah. fraud goals are not as good as the Buffalo Bills, but that's Attention not what on. we're rooting for. We well, are shout rooting... out to everybody
6: hanging out. My that's wife, what you're saying. Megan, shout out for everything
1: tonight. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. It always she's is a trying, lot of fun at Holiday of it. BJ, it's a lot of fun with you, buddy. I'm glad we're getting to celebrate you here a little bit today. I'm glad we're getting to celebrate the it. Chiefs advancing to the AFC Championship for the fifth straight time. want to appreciate everybody that has been watching. Really, really means a lot. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button on the way out. We are going to have 18 Chiefs shows this week for you Ooh. to catch so you can, uh, you can be ready for Chiefs. Team to be determined at a to be determined yeah. site. It's still, been all kinds
6: of content this week, down. but shout out to Derek Hernandez in the comment right there. D- Chad Henny, 98 yard yeah. touchdown drive. Like, unbelievable. That's the game changer experience. right there. It, it made all the difference in the world. So, anything is possible. That
1: changed the game script. That might be a holiday toast. Do well.
6: we, we cheers, Chad Henny?
1: We we what are we, what are we doing? Toast game. What are we doing? The Chad Henny. Shout out to Chad, Chad, Chad Henny.
6: Being ready in any moment possible when needing to be called upon step up, 98 yard drive to basically help win a playoff game. Yeah, well, Chad I'm, Henney's I'm adding all-
4: one more. Mm. I'm adding another. You did Kadarius Tony, but you didn't mention the, ha- the the recovery of the onside kick to seal the game. Like, the final, the very final play. Like, that. that's yeah. a little here, too.
1: Sweet. Up. Yep. Well, look here. Chad Henney's almost 40. <laughs> BJ Kissel is 40. We're going to go celebrate him a little bit. Thank you, everybody that has been watching. Hit the like Thanks, button. Hit fellas. the subscribe button on the way out. We will catch you next week as we will be covering Chiefs in the AFC Championship for the fifth straight time. We will all be together. It's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like Patrick Levon Mahomes will be playing, and we will be there to watch greatness. We'll catch you later.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN covering the chiefs the royals sporting kc and the kc current plus ku k-state or mizzou by searching kcsm wherever you listen to podcasts we're also on youtube entertain educate inform kc sports network